I'm Jay Matthews, and this is AD Update. School's flying by. Uh, we've, we're started, but man, we are running and gunning. But uh, I'm so excited to have one of our new employees, Broward Athletics, our brand new strength conditioning coordinator for the women's athletics, Anna Hicks. Anna, thanks for spending some time with us. Thank you for having me this morning. So you've been here since the summer, so I guess it's not like a rookie feeling, but you're you know doing strength conditioning classes and you're kind of getting in the flow of what the school year is going to feel like. But tell us a little bit about your background um, and then uh, maybe even the story of how, how you got to Briarwood. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, I graduated from the University of Alabama with a BS in education. From there, I moved to Georgia and I taught three years in the Georgia school system. Then I moved back here, met my husband, we were married, and um, taught for 10 more years in um, Shelby County, uh, specifically the Alabaster area. Then took about seven years off because I had children and then went back last year in uh, uh, Clear Elementary and I taught there for a year. Um, during the seven years that I was uh, at home, stay at home mom, it was just one of those things where I was just looking for supplemental income. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I uh, prayed and just really started sitting down, uh, reading God's word. I didn't really know what my strengths were and that was something else that I prayed about. And so God just kind of displayed that, you know, Anna, you're a natural encourager mm. and you're a natural teacher. Mm. And so what are things that I was passionate about, I started to reflect on, and I'd always loved working out, always loved fitness. And so during those seven years, I went back and I ended up getting a few certifications, one of them being a strength and conditioning specialist. So at that point, that was last summer, I had achieved that, I had gotten that certification, and it was like, okay, Lord, what do I do next? And um, I knew I needed to get back into the field and do something, I thought, you know, I'll get back into education. So I got into education, back into public education, thinking, okay, you know, maybe I can get my foot in the door. But as I reached out to more and more people, I started to find that the door was shut, Hmm. you know. And um, so this past spring, I actually, I wouldn't call it like depression, but it was just a sadness that just kind of came over me because I was like, Lord, please, I beg of you, um, you know, I know you can if you're willing, but just don't take this from me. Mm. Um, I was, like I said, I was teaching elementary. I was actually a reading interventionist, and I enjoyed that aspect, um, but it wasn't where my passion lied. And so I had the certifications. I wanted to use them, and that was one of the prayers that I was like, Lord, please use this. Use this for your kingdom. And um, so I just got an inkling. I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to you, Jay. Yeah, And uh, so I reached out twice and I just really thought, hey, you guys weren't looking for anyone. And, you know, I was like, okay, Lord, if this is not the path, you know, I will be happy and content in all things. Right. I mean, the Bible calls us to to be that way. And so I was like, I will be content and I will wait on you. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you that waiting is hard. (laughs) It is. Um, No doubt. So uh, anyway, you guys called me actually uh, 1st of May and I was really completely surprised. And just coming in, I was just so, I don't know, I was so joyful. Like I was Mm -hmm. just so relieved because I really felt like, you know, God, we know that God is listening, but it's like, 
I always think of Philippians 4, 6, 7, right? Be anxious for nothing, but go before him in supplication yeah. and prayer with thanksgiving, yeah. right? And I just felt like I just constantly was bombarding his door. <laughs> and he was like, okay, I'm going to give you what you have asked for. And so to see how God worked this last year in my life and just completely changing everything, just it has just been, I mean, I'm in awe of him. Yes. You know, I think mm-hmm. sometimes it's, that's what it really takes is just like laying down our burdens before him. And it's easier said than done, but to really like say, okay, Lord, I am taking this leap and I'm just, I'm here for your use. Sometimes that's really hard. But if we allow ourselves to do it, it's just, it's so freeing. And I'm yeah. here and I'm just, you know, everyone I have met, it's just so amazing. And um, I'm just, I'm so grateful to be here. When we were first getting to know you, uh, it was kind of cool that you were a Broward church member. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and I thought the story you told about uh, how you found Broward church fit in the kind of like, hey, this is really maybe a God thing working out. So if you don't, if you don't mind, yeah. share that because I thought that was a great um, story. No, so uh, my husband and I, uh, when we first got married, um, you know, God is so good. There were so many prayers um, that we prayed for. um, And one of them was to find a church, to find a godly, righteous church that would lead us in God's Word. And so we had gone to so many different churches, I cannot begin to tell you how There's many. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, there was, there was quite a few, actually. Like, and I think good we, churches. Yeah, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just wasn't a good fit for us. And so my sister has really played a big role in um, just providing us resources to kind of, you know, I guess, navigate our journey. And so I just happened to say, and I, I honestly, I have no idea where it came from. I mean, it was like maybe just God just put it in my mind, but it was um, Briarwood. And yeah. so we were like, okay, we're just, we'll attend Briarwood. So we went, we listened um, to Harry Reader, and the next thing you knew, we, we walked out, we looked at each other, and we said, where have we been this entire time? Hmm. And that was about nine years ago. Let's, tra- let's transition a little bit, talk about strength conditioning mm-hmm. uh, and you know, kind of how it fits within what we're trying to do, you know, vision-wise for all of athletics. So I'd I'd love to hear from your perspective now that you've kind of just joined in because what's been cool about you is, uh, one, is there's this great relationship between Kyle Tatum, the men's coach, Mm -hmm. and you. But then also I've been very pleased that, how receptive they've been to like saying we can learn from you like our coaches are saying like you know she can teach us oh, and that's the okay. that's the guy coaches you know well i'm flattered you know? i mean I'm, so, I'm that's so yeah, kind that yeah, they think but, that yeah. uh, but that's part of because it's your passion what you you know and now you just finished another like olympic lift certification stuff so anyway from your understanding as you've kind of gotten started with us what is kind of the vision of what we're trying to do and then kind of how you've, you know, how you're walking through it in these first few weeks of school. Oh, goodness. Well, you know, I'd just give a shout-out to Coach Southall, Coach Tatum, uh, Coach Heaps, Coach Peterson, uh, Coach Mears. I mean, all the coaches and uh, Coach Forrester. I mean, you, I mean, if I could name them all, I would. But um, they've all been, like I said, gracious and kind. And um, they've been so receptive. You know, coming in, um, kind of being the newbie, and then – providing feedback or um, 
you know, listening to them talk and then providing my answer, you know, it's, it is intimidating at first, right? Because you're among a lot of individuals that have great knowledge. And so, um, to me, I was very humbling, you know, just to kind of be in their presence. Uh, I know that kind of sounds silly, but, um, you know, God puts you in certain situations to grow you, Right. right. But to also to pour into others and help them as well. And so, I'm just really here um, to serve. That's my passion is to serve, to serve the coaches, to serve the athletes, and whatever capacity that is. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that um, I love to do is I, I do love to read. I like to stay up on my studies. Most of the time I'm, I'm reading articles, um, science-based research articles. Um, but what I'd like to see really overall in the program um, is – one is, of course, injury prevention. Right. Uh, that's my biggest one. Uh, and then secondly, just making sure that the athletes um, are able to exercise with the correct technique, with the correct form, and then in turn utilize that to increase explosive power. Right. Um, whether that is, you know, acceleration and speed, um, jump uh, with the jump mechanics, running mechanics, uh or you know, just in strength overall, I will. I'm, I'm very tenacious because I love knowledge and I love to learn. And yeah. so, and there's always something that you can learn. Yeah. So as long as I think that you're, you know, humble enough to receive that and not ever go into a place thinking, well, I'm the smartest one here. I have the most to offer. I think that's where we start to stumble and we start to fall. So you know, I and that's what I think everyone so far has just shown is their in their graciousness is that they everyone is so humble to learn um and just having the coaches come up to me and um just ask for certain you know they have questions and they ask and they're just so receptive and they're willing to learn it just it makes me love my job more because i love to teach and and it doesn't matter who i'm teaching as long as i get to share my knowledge because i feel like it's the knowledge shouldn't be kept like it's, you know, I should keep it in a box and hide it, right? Um, we're here to serve. Yeah. So in service, we should be serving the coaches. And then by allowing them to attain that knowledge, then they're able to serve their students. And right. so by kind of hoarding or hogging or however you want to call it, keeping that knowledge to ourselves and not sharing that, we're really doing a disservice to our athletes yeah. and to those around us. And so that's that's kind of my yeah. personal take on it. So the average listener, it's hard to even for them to grasp what changes have taken place in strength conditioning just last decade, even the last mm-hmm. five years. Mm-hmm. Share a little bit about, uh, and I want to do summer and school. So share a little bit like your average, what your average week or like an average day looks like. Talk a little bit about just generally what a a kind of typical summer few days would be like. And then as you transition to school, kind of what your general schedule is like. Absolutely. Well, the summer coming in, I was here about three days a week. Uh, Started my mornings usually around 630. um, Went to most of the time around 12 30 1 o'clock uh 6 30 i uh, from 6 30 to uh, 7 o'clock i ended up doing agility um some warm-ups uh speed footwork and then really more acceleration technique with mm-hmm. the volleyball team um i think coming in of course 
um, not really having a specific strength coach, I think that it was a little eye-opening that they that they recognized that. And um, so, and they've made great gains. So we did that from 6.30 to 7 o'clock. Then I would go back into my office. I would prepare, prep study whatever it is I needed to do for that usually prepare programs Um, then I would be back into the gym setting usually between eight and nine worked the girls out Um, and then if Kyle Tatum needed me on site I would go and assist him with the junior varsity football team and then be back training soccer and cheer team but Specifically, I'm going to focus on volleyball because that's really who right. we've been working with for this past this past 12 week time period because they were getting ready for their in season. And so, um, when you're looking at program design, you're looking at the different seasons. And of course, I'm I know you're familiar with this, but I know this is for our listeners. Yeah. So we usually have our in season, preseason, postseason, and then off season. Um, and so they were coming in, and that's they were typically more off season at that point in June, even though as they were moving closer into it, as they got into July, that would be preseason, August is preseason, and then of course they're in season now. So coming in, they they were not efficient in a couple of aspects of just what I had observed. And so we started with basically GPP. And so GPP is just metabolic conditioning, um, general preparedness for their sport. We focused on those six major movements. We focused on barbell back squats. We focused on push-ups because they had never done any type of true pushing movement. And because of them being overhead athletes, they needed that strength. Um, Of course, overhead presses, we focused on pulls, and of course, a lot of core work. Um, That was just, you know, your typical, you know, I would say your three to five sets. um, And of course, with rep ranges anywhere between six to maybe 12 reps, right? As we move into July, because it gets a little bit more sports specific, we start really introducing those heavier loads. So we were working, you know, around uh, maybe close to 85, 95, between 85, 95%. And of course we did uh, get a three rep max on a barbell back squat. We had a shout out to Anna Reed. She uh, Mm -hmm. ended up uh, barbell back squatting 210. How about that? Yeah, for three reps. And so of course we don't, for athletes, we don't push for a one rep max because really and truly that is not indicative of explosive movement. We want to be able to move the bar fast. We don't want to move it slow. And so when you get into the um, one rep maxes, you're talking about slow bar speed. And so the whole goal for athletes is to be able to apply as much power explosively in the least amount of time. And so, um, but during the month of July, like I said, we focused on strength specifically, still focusing on certain movements, some of the plyometrics we started introducing, uh, landing mechanics because of the jumping, we wanted to make sure that they were safe, um, you know, preventing the injury. So we focused on that. We focused a lot on triple extension. Um, that was another thing that I had noticed that the girls um, re- really needed to be able to apply more power in less time right. and learning how to express that power. Um, a lot of them had never done that before. And so one of the things that I'm really pushing with my athletes is that you can't provide half effort in a movement. 
because that half effort is going to carry over to the court, the track, or wherever you're playing. Right. So if you play at 50% capacity, capacity or practice at it, you're going to play at it as well. Right, right. And we know that the studies have shown us time and time again that that's carryover. Your, your, your brain is like a software program in the sense of a computer. That whatever input you're putting in, you're going to get the same output. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that technique, we want to make sure that power development, that we're inputting and we're, and we're pushing out that same input. So if I say I want at least 80% on explosive jump, I want you to give me explosive jump at 80%. But what the girls had a really hard time as we moved into August is them understanding that I'm not asking them to do it like eight or 12 times because that's not productive. Right, right. What we want is we want it to mimic the play of the court. And so when you're looking at strength and conditioning and you're looking at developing your programs, you want to get get those programs, especially as they get close to season, as close to their sports skill to mimic that sports skill as specific as possible and that's what you see when you look at really great coaches or really great strength coaches and you look at teams is that those strength coaches are utilizing that and applying that in their programs and so as the girls got closer to peak those sets increased so we would do four sets or five sets like this past week we actually did five sets of a jump one time so basically it was only five times that they jumped but they're resting for two or three minutes and then they're applying that explosive movement and so that's another thing too is um allowing the girls to understand that there's rest periods a lot of them want to go 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 and we i have to constantly tell them hey you need to back off we need to rest for a second we need to rest for a second and i even have to remind myself of that because they are so excited and so gung-ho and i love their enthusiasm so um you know and i have to do it too because i get so excited and so pumped you know um I like to think that I'm, you know, 16 and 17, and I realize that I'm not after I demonstrate something to them. Yeah, it's so interesting you mention that because at the match, so it was a try match last night, mm-hmm. you know, and there is a lot of downtime, you know, like uh, especially like if you're in that in between where you're just waiting for the next match. So mm-hmm. a lot of this, the whole preparing the body. The, the other, the other thing I thought was kind of cool this summer, and you'd show up on the early mornings was we added the laser timers, mm-hmm. you know, and we were getting a flying short distance sprint every day. But it goes translates to what you're talking about is them feeling what it takes to provide maximum thrust or and, right. and so like I was thinking, well this won't help the big alignment at all. But I was so wrong because after three or four weeks of seeing them pushing and competing against their best time mm-hmm. They were finding a pace or explosiveness that usually is not demanded for a big guy like that. But they were finding it within themselves that they could do that, and then they were progressing. But I've just been fascinated about some of the changes we've made, and and uh, we've been incorporating you know into that the whole mindset of the time loss prevention, and then learning how to create explosiveness. Mm-hmm. How, how the how did the girls receive it? Because I, I know the answer to this because they were very enthusiastic. <laughs> but, but you know, in terms of, did you kind of see them kind of embracing it? And uh, 
because at some point you start and then next thing I know, here come other athletes from other sports. Yeah. So the word yeah. must have been getting out because <laughs> your your class grew as uh, as the word got out. So talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, I think you're always, whenever you come into a new setting, you just don't really know how people, again, you know, receive you, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, I think it was you, Jay, that told me, you know, that God placed me here, right? Mm-hmm. And that the whole purpose was that he knew that I could do this. He wouldn't have placed me here if he yeah. knew that I couldn't do this, right? Yeah. And so, um, which was so encouraging to me. And that really made me, I guess, uh, kind of took a, a couple of my fears away. But the girls were great. Like, everybody, I think, coming in, like I said, they were really welcoming. Um, just sitting there, you know, I watched, I observed, um, I think, two different workouts. And just kind of seeing where they were, what they were doing. Um and uh, I think coming on, I think they were excited. Um, I think they were really excited. Um, in fact, I got tickled. Uh, Coach Curley, uh, Lori Curley, she was like, you know, Anna, they're really excited because um, they think you're jacked. So, <laughs> <laughs> Which you are. <laughs> Which I'm not. I'm really not. I'm really not at all. So, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, there are people that are a lot bigger, a lot faster, a lot stronger than I am. Um, like I said, I just, I love health and I, I love fitness. But the girls were, they were very receptive. I mean, they they were very enthusiastic like I was really surprised um I think it was kind of a learning curve I mean like it is for everyone um them to kind of see me like of course I think you get a little bit of pushback you know oh no you know here's somebody coming in they're going to try to change our program but I think in the grand scheme of things I mean like I may have had that for just a like maybe a few days I think just trying to learn like okay where do I stand with her because how I see these uh, student athletes is I see them as young adults right and you know I think in time I mean we have to as they grow and as they develop we have to treat them as young adults I mean and they're capable of understanding and so you know again one of the a part of my philosophy for strength is that you have to know the why It's not just, hey, I want you to do three sets of 12, or I want you to do four sets of one. You have to understand the why behind it, because, and and they're capable of understanding that. So I came in with just, you know, being very open with them and just providing autonomy, because again, I'm here to serve. It's their program. It's not necessarily mine. I mean, we work together. We collaborate together as a team. Um, Like there is no I in team, right? right? Which so, is what we're big. I mean, team concept. That's exactly yeah. right. So they were. They were receptive. They got on the ball. They were excited. I think that, like you said, word spread. And then all of a sudden, I had soccer team, cheer team coming on. Um, and I think, it, again, it's, you know, when you're coming in, people don't know what you know. Right. Right. And so until they see the value in you, right. then they recognize it. And they're like, oh, wow. And that's really what I wanted to bring to the table here at Briarwood. You know, I wanted to bring my knowledge, everything that I've attained, and share the wealth. I mean, that's that's what knowledge does. And, and so that's and, what I've, I feel like I've, I've done. And then that's the avenue then for you to then have the ministry aspect. Exactly. Because you have to yeah, – our coaches, our athletes have to know the coach can help them get better. That's exactly right. And then there has to be a relational piece, which I think for a strength coach is the number one thing. Mm-hmm. But, but – uh, and then that then gives you now that you've kind of earned that ear to listen then now you can come in with the gospel and that's exactly right you know what 
what they need from a spiritual mindset. And uh, we want what we do to be educational as well, right? Yes, absolutely. And then, and then Briarwood, a ministry as well. Exactly, yes. So I thought that was funny because you were talking about their self-worth and uh, yes. how that fits into it. So I, share a little bit of that because I thought that was fascinating. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you know, of course, uh, our big uh, our quote for the year is First Timothy, where it says that uh, exercise profiteth a little, right? But that godliness is adds value to all things. And I tell the girls, I said, because you know, you can lose it all tomorrow, but what you can never lose is God. You can never lose your salvation, salvation in Jesus Christ, and you can never lose the value that you have in Him and in Him alone. Yes. And so, you know, that is one of the things that if I've done anything this year, it is to pour into them the gospel um, and the word of Jesus Christ. And just, you know, with yesterday when um, Gus Martin walked, and I didn't even realize he was there. I'm like, I have no idea how much he heard. <laughs> um, you know, I got a little nervous when I saw him. I was like, okay, it's strength and conditioning, and we're over here having Bible study time. But then I'm like, okay, guys, I guess that's a wrap. You know, like, that's <laughs> which he, it. Which he, he wouldn't mind at all because that's what Briarwood's that's for, about. you know. But, you know, uh, but anyway, so we got up yeah. and we got busy with it. We started focusing on some running mechanics because that's what I've been doing in some mm. of my other classes. Um, so, but yeah, we were, it was good. I mean, and that's one of the things that I want to do every single week is have a verse and pick it apart. And that's it. And so, um, you know, I had planned out the slides that I would, I was going to do the, the biblical scripture. And then, you know, uh, I had one of my students come up to me and ask me some questions the other day. And so I just spent two days working on slides for a completely different scripture, you know, and that's what's so great is that, you know, we have plans, but God has bigger plans. That's right. Plans for our plans. That's exactly right. And he does. He directs our steps. He establishes um, or establishes our steps and directs our path. And so I just feel like that's one of the things that I really want more than anything in my life is for God to do that in me, through me, and in all things. So if, if I'm capable of just... Um, being the the light and the salt and shining and you know seeing others and seeing that seeing the fruits of the spirit in me and then being you know that living water that pours into the to the girls i mean yeah. and to those around me yeah. like you know i had someone tell me one time like i was like a ray of sunshine and i always thought that that was the best compliment because that's what i want to yeah. be the the work of yeah. ministry and reconciliation and in the midst of you know helping them also learn the principles of how to get stronger and how to become that that more explosive athlete so i know i sound like a broken record all the time that our sports science program is coming together with principles but also with people mm-hmm. and so you've been a great uh, just addition uh in the in the see it all kind of coming together i know we still have work to do and we're still kind of fleshing mm-hmm. it out uh, but the relationships that you're building with the coaches, with the girls, with the other coaches of other sports, the girl athletes and the guy athletes all kind of buying in. And it's I think they see the um, cohesive collaboration mm-hmm. even between those. It only helps us, you know, uh, be able to kind of move forward together. But you've been a big help to that, so I appreciate you joining us. Oh, hey, I love it here. Like I said, I mean, Whatever, you know, I can do to um, serve, you know, provide or help, that's what I'm here to do.
Briarwood Christian School in Birmingham, Alabama. And each episode of this podcast is dedicated to our coaches, volunteers, and other staff members who help us wrestle with what it means to be a Christian, competitive athletics program in contemporary society. Thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of AD Update.